Welcome to Wisdom Plug Podcast with your host, Yemi Davids. The wiser you are, the better you live. Uh, I want to talk about positioning for God's blessings, uh, vis-a-vis, or come <laughs> overflow. I don't know whether you've been in a room before or in a situation where you are, you are, you are stuffy, like stuffy, and then you want ventilation, and then you find like a fan somewhere in the room, and then you kind of move towards the fan, right? Like positioning yourself to be ventilated. Does that happen to you? Yeah. Or you're in a place that seems a bit dark, and then you need light, some measure of light to read, Okay, and then you, you now see a small opening, like a window or, you know, curtains, you know, you find that you, you realign, isn't it? You move towards the light so that you can read. And, and, and I think that is what this particular series uh, is all about. God's blessings are always available, but the challenge is we don't all, always experience it. And I'm so excited about this because it's something that you will need to put in your system through your journey. There are times in your life, you praise the Lord, there are times in your life you experience the blessings of God flowing, uh, you know, and then suddenly just notice, like, what is happening, isn't it? You notice after six months that ah, this thing looks like uh, there's a blockade, there's a, there's something, you know. But some people rationalize it. They just excuse it away. What I want to challenge you when it comes to your work with God is to always investigate. It's important, like we do at home, when you hear a noise, you know, <laughs> like a screechy noise or something, you want to investigate, what's that noise, is it, you know, is it, is it a burglar, is it just something? So uh, I, I have some things that I think would help us just to think because when the blessings of God is finding expression in your life, you are just so excited. You are so fulfilled. It's, it's, an, it's an amazing place to be. When like the sunlight is lighting you, the, the, the favor is getting to you. So when it comes to our work with God, it's not always God's problem. It's our side. He never sleeps, nor slumber. He's there. It's always on our side that we need to tweak and adjust so that uh, if there are things being sent my way, I can capture it. Praise the Lord. Um, We've learned a lot, and maybe I will repeat some things being said, but petition is still the mother of learning. Um, Of course, the first thing I, I I want to mention is questions. Somebody say questions. Say it louder. Questions. Learn to ask God questions. That that has been a breakthrough uh, principle in my life. Just ask God. You are a son, you are his daughter. If there are certain things happening that you know shouldn't be like that, ask God questions. Don't just always fire the devil, you know, kill the demons. Now, you you do that, but if after the demons have died, and the devil has died, and the thing is still there, (laughs) then you ask God questions. Ask God questions. As simple as, why is this thing like this? 
Why is this thing lingering like this? In fact, you can ask him, why, where, where did I miss it? I won't lie to you, I've always been scared of that. <laughs> because we don't usually like feedbacks from, from, even from people normally. How much more from God? But I was in the car with my pastor one day, uh, it was a January, and I just wanted to see him to pray, you know, and as we were sitting together, and he said, he just turned to me and said, learn to ask God questions. That those who ask questions, they get answers faster than those who are just praying, praying, praying. Sometimes we do those prayers like we are pushing the responsibility on God. Almost like, ah, God, do it. God, do it. And God is saying, I'm, I'm, I'm doing it or I've done it. Or there is something on your side that's not making me to do it. So it's better to ask him, why where am I missing it? And sometimes it's not about you missing something or something being wrong. The question could be, Something that should help you leapfrog. Something that will like scale you. It could be, ah, oh Lord, what can I do to multiply this business this year? So when I say questions, it's not always about I'm wrong or I've done something bad. No, what, Lord, I, I want this thing to multiply. I want this um, business to increase or I want to achieve this or whatever it is. What must I do? God enjoys that because his own part is ever constant. It's when our alignment fits in that things are perfected. It is said that um, the moon does not really have the light of itself, that there's an alignment with the moon and the sun, and it's the, uh, it's the, the beats that the moon gets from the sun that we call moonlight. So a lot has to do with alignment. And, you know, it's season after season in business, in ministry, alignment. Some things that worked in your life some years ago might not even work today. And you try working it and it's not working, then go back to him and ask him questions. What must I do now, Lord? Lord, show me the way. God, give me direction. Let's look at the book of Jonah, chapter 1, verse 10. If you, if you see Jonah, Jonah was supposed to go to Nineveh and he took a wrong turn, either stubbornly or angrily. But everything just stopped. Jonah 1, 10. How many of us read the book of Jonah? You read Jonah? Is anybody Jonah? Is any Jonah in the... In, okay, is anybody bearing Jonah? Not any Jonah. There are two different questions. Is any Jonah in the house? Sorry, is anybody bearing the name Jonah? Let's appreciate it this evening. Oh, it's your second name. Don't hide out. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a minor prophet. No Jonah in this church? Okay. Now, but, but you know the story of Jonah, right? God sent him to Nineveh, and then he went somewhere else. That is dislocation of destiny. The moment you are out, the, the blessings will not reach you. Until you realign, then the blessings will resume. Look at this. So when the ship was now, it, was, it took a ship going to Tashish and everything began to unravel. And then, so they, 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 they took some of their luggage and threw it out. So the, the, the principle of realignment is work. There are times you try this one thinking that is what is wrong. But that's not the thing. You don't, you don't stop trying and you don't stop asking God. Many people quit so easily. They, they thought, okay, uh, it's the, if they can lighten the ship, 
we can survive. They threw away their luggage, but the thing was getting worse. I said, they knew that. That was not the problem. That's not solving it. They started casting lots, like praying. And then the lot fell on Jonah, that this man is the problem. <laughs> so they now, he said, then the men were exceedingly afraid and said to him, why have you done this? For the men knew that he fled from the presence of the Lord because he had told them. So you can flee from the presence of the Lord. Because he had told them. Verse 11. Then they said to him, Okay, what shall we do to you that the sea may be calm to us? For the sea was growing more tempestuous. Verse 12. And he said to them, I, I like Jonah. Pick me up and do what? Throw me into the sea. Then the sea will become calm to you. For I know that this great tempest is because of me. Verse 13. Nevertheless, the man rode hard to return to land. But they could not. They could not. For the sea continued to grow more tempestuous against them. When you notice this kind of thing happening to you, ask God questions. Pray. I, I, there's a book I'm reading uh, by Nobel Hayes. Let me just say it. There was something in, he wanted to deal with in his life. He's been praying. He said he's been praying about it. He didn't get any answers. And then he went on the three days prayer and fasting. He said on the third day, he said he prayed the first day. He was praying, he was praying, he was asking God the questions. Why did this happen? What is, what, what is it? You know? And he prayed the second day. It was on the third day, I think it was in the afternoon of the third day, that God responded to him and he changed his life. You know what I mean? The comment, he said, many of us don't pray long enough to get what God is saying. And that got my attention. He said if he had stopped praying that first day, he might not have gotten that thing that God said to him. So maybe that's a word for somebody here, a three-day fast, you know. Nevertheless, so, 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 so you pray. You, when you notice that you're trying to move and the thing is not moving, God, what is here? What is wrong? What must I do next? Verse uh, 14, Therefore they cried out to the Lord and said, we pray, O Lord, please do not let us perish for this man's life and do not charge us with innocent blood. For you, O Lord, have done this, done as it pleased you. Verse 15. So they picked up Jonah and threw him into the sea. And look at, look at, look at this verse. This is what most of us are looking for. <laughs> something is raging. Something is scattered. And so, with all the effort... And then just one right step. That is alignment. And then the sea ceased from its raging. I pray if there's any hidden thing that you need to know, as we partake of his flesh and his blood, the Holy Ghost will reveal it in Jesus' name. Everybody wishes to know what to do next for the raging sea to stop or for the doors to open. And then verse 16 says, verse 16, then the men feared the Lord. Exceeded. Would you fear the Lord? You are throwing all your, your luggage out. The thing was, and then suddenly you carried the man, threw him into the sea, and he just stopped. It's like, ah, it's like, were you watching us like this? And saw as we threw away the man, you know, and they, they, and they offered the sacrifice to the Lord and took vows. <clears throat> okay, so that's alignment, okay? For them, their own alignment was to get Jonah out. But you realize that for Jonah, as he aligned, no, he went, what, what, he went where next? In digestion, in, in, the, in the belly of a, of, a, of a big fish, maybe a, a whale, because he wasn't aligned. And then scripture says, in the belly of the whale, he now repented and said, okay, I will go. And the moment he aligned, 
the whale vomited him at the particular city God sent him, Nineveh. What I want to ring into our heart today is alignment. It's one of the key to sweatless victories in life. You just find that things are happening. It's like God carrying you because you are aligned with his plans. You are aligned with his purpose. Alignment. But when we are not aligned, sometimes we don't know. So we now pray and then God speaks to us by a nudging and then we align ourselves and then you find that the, the, the storm ceases or the, the thing you are trying to force to open just opens on its own accord. Um, Mark 10 verse 17. For so many of us, what we need this season is direction. For those people, if, if they had known earlier, they would not have lost their luggage, isn't it? It was a wasted effort. If they had known earlier that this is the answer, they would have gone straight to where he was sleeping, giddied him or carry him and say, God bless you, sir. And then, boom, and go your way, we go our way. We will not waste our efforts. You will not waste resources. You will not waste time in the name of Jesus Christ. Mark 10, 17. Now, as he was going out on the road, one person came running, knelt before him, and asked him, Good teacher, what shall I do that I may inherit? What? Now, this is like a question. I like this. He didn't say, Give me eternal life. Oh Lord, eternal life. I must have eternal life. What must I what? Do. That's questions. And if you notice, it brings out the wealth of wisdom and direction from the master concerning your life. Now, this guy started well, but it didn't end well. But let's look at it. Now, verse uh, 18. So, Jesus said to him, why do you call me good in the first place? No one is good but one, that is God. Verse 19. You know the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Do not defraud. Honor your father and your mother. You say, okay, if you want to express that life, follow these principles. You know the commandment. Okay, verse 20, sorry. Verse 20. And this man answered, and we do this too. Defensive. And he answered and said to him, teacher, all these things. <laughs> I would have been doing it before I met you. Like, I've fulfilled it, but I still don't have eternal life or whatever. So, so he now said, okay, verse 21. Then just looking at him, loved him. Okay, wow, what an effort. One thing you lack. So one thing can keep us from the thing we're looking for. So one thing you lack, go your way, sell whatever you have, and give it to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come and take up the cross and follow me. Do you know what it is about, this verse? What, what does that mean? Take up the cross and follow me. What does that mean? Be a what? A disciple. And I said, no, 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 I can't do that. I can't do that. Maybe it should have been numbered among the disciples. So look at verse 22. But it was sad at this word. And went away. Look at people. So my lesson here is this. It's not enough to ask God for alignment, attach a clause to a grace to obey when you show me. Believe me. I was sharing a story some, is it yesterday? Uh, Creflo Dollar was sharing uh, a story where God asked him to give a particular suit to a pastor as a gift. The first one that God said to him, he knew it. It was a particular suit he really liked. 
So what is wardrobe? I just picked another one. I went to give the pastor. And then there was still no peace. Do you know it was until the fourth time that he picked up the particular one? God said, the other three, you are your personal waste. And we do that. You knew what I was saying at the beginning, but you wanted to just play me. Am I blind? I don't, don't I know the color. Was it the fourth or the fifth one? Before he now picked the one that God was telling him. So obedience requires grace. So now the first level is okay, Lord, what must I do to turn my life around? What must I do for this thing I'm seeking? Then, Lord, as you begin to reveal to me and grace me to follow you. This guy, I mean, I thought when he was sorrowful, he would now you know, tearfully follow. He went away. Is that a bold? But we do that. Oh, God, what is happening to me? My finances is down. I want to change. What must I do? And then God shows you someone that you need to forgive. As you are praying, you are, you are praying with a lot of fervency, and the name of that person shows up, and you just stop the prayer. Thank you, Father. And then you change the prayer point straight. Lord, thank you for Nigeria, our country. You, you, you knew. And it just changed, Lord, our country. Let the church in Nigeria begin to prosper. Let the soul winning in our church produce what you know God likes, you know. Lord, uh, help me to win more souls. <laughs> you just left it because you don't want to forgive that person. In Yoruba land, they say, Ile lakuti njoko dedi. What does that mean? You don't understand? I spoke, I spoke the Yoruba in English. Ile ni akuti Ndoko de boom boom. What do you call it? Boom boom. Akpoti is what? Stool that we sit on. No matter where you go, you will still come back. Huh? That thing you are running away from, you will come back to it. Learn that about life. Because that sea will grow more tempestuous. Except you want to perish. Except your stubbornness is from deeper depth of hell. You will come back to that matter, whether it's five years or ten years. So the earlier, the better. You come back to it. Uh, you come, that thing, you will come back to it. So if you want to cry for a whole day, cry. But somewhere within you, let it be clear that I have to obey God. I, I can't pretend I didn't hear him. You have to obey God. You have to come back to it. So asking God questions, asking God for direction, asking God for the way forward, it's amazing. But when he begins to reveal to you what to do, you know, uh, and you are perceiving it, ask God for grace to obey. Because most of the times, you need to take some U-turns, sometimes a sacrifice, sometimes something you don't really, in fact, maybe God would have even told you before that time, but he too is afraid. So when you're now asking, you say, ah, okay, let me go tell him. Because God normally, some of those things should have been revealed to you in a normal worship session about your life, just worshiping God, just praying in tongues. You should be receiving it. But God himself can be a bit, uh, go and check scriptures. People like Saul in scriptures. God is always, <laughs> there are some people that God that can't even talk to them. <laughs> you see, he won't force anything on us. Okay, so so that, that will help us in terms of alignment. This is, the breakthrough for most people. Sometimes you can rest. If you're going to do prayer of three days and fasting, you can pray this prayer. And God will reveal things to you. 
it will give, it will give you instructions. It will open <laughs> the hidden things about your life to you. Things you need to either pray for, about, or deal with. It will show you. And then the other one uh, is um, sin. One of the ways we are not properly aligned is sin. Sin hinders God's blessings, especially unconfessed sin. Never be afraid of the devil. You have victory over Satan, but be watchful against a sinful life. It hinders the blessings. Sin, <laughs> unconfessed sin. What I say, when we say unconfessed sin, it means you and God have not resolved the matter. And I was talking online, I think, the last two days about Joseph. Today we talked about overcoming sexual immorality. Yesterday we talked about the fear of God. At the very core of Joseph's breakthrough is reverential fear of God. That will help you. And that is very scarce in our days. And that is why peace is very scarce. That is why all kinds of crises, marital crises, destiny, uh, scattering things are happening. Because people have not, they, they, they have all kinds of excuses. Uh, everybody's doing it. There's nothing wrong in Look, look, sin is sin. And you, your conscience will keep crying. And when your conscience is still crying, that's still a breakthrough. The moment you get into certain things and your conscience uh, rationalizes it or stops talking, you are on danger list. Proverbs 29 verse 1, He that is often reproved, uh, yeah, 29.1. And yet, stiffens his neck shall be what? That will not be my portion. Let me pray for myself. That will not be my portion. Pray, pray for yourself now, you know. I mean, he who is often uh, rebuked and what? Hardens his neck will suddenly be what? And that without remedy. Now, sudden destruction does not just happen. There would have been a trail of God trying to get to that person correct that person, instruct that person. But people refuse to align and then they, 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 they overspend the, maybe overspend the grace, whatever you call it, and then they suddenly, what we should desire is sudden breakthroughs, sudden divine intervention, but not sudden destruction. Isaiah 59 verse 1. So the fear of God is the consideration we have for the response of God. It's not demonic fear. It's reverential fear. Life without boundaries heads in destruction. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, nor is ear heavy that it what? God wants to save. He wants to hear, but something is blocking it. Verse 2, he said, but your iniquities have what? It's not that God, he loves you, but something is hindering you. So you remove it, and then his hand can reach you. His ears can hear you. He said, but your iniquities have separated from your God, and your sins have hidden his face from you, so that he, he will not hear. Verse 3, verse 3, verse 3. For your hands are defied with blood, and your fingers with iniquity. Your lips have spoken lies. Your tongues have muttered uh, perversity. So you look at it, your hands, your hands, your hands, the things you meddle with, the, the things you touch, the things, the things you say, the things you think about, they're all in there. A man is not old until he stops learning. When you stop learning, you start dying. 
Learning is the key to greatness. Join us every Sunday at Global Impact Church at The Goodland, Ifako Bus Stop, Oworon Shoki, Ogbudu Expressway, Lagos, Nigeria. Host, Yemi and Bimbo Davids. For inquiries, visit www.globalimpactng.org. Global Impact Church. Think greatness. Achieve greatness. Greatness.